four and a half days after a racist in Chicago threatens to kill Joe Biden and Ron DeSantis and white people in general on Twitter, the FBI doesn't seem to be interested. Maybe the Secret Service will be. In the meantime, his Twitter profile is still active. Will this be the next mass shooter the FBI doesn't stop? The next known wolf that was on their radar? Also, FBI whistleblowers are in the news. And why did Joe Biden imply he had a relationship with a 12-year-old girl when he was 30? Details coming up on this special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 245 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Saturday, September 24th, 2022. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, unfortunately, the great Cash Patel has had to postpone his appearance on the Doc Washburn Show again. So we'll take him when we can get him, and I am sure he will be worth the wait. As soon as we have a new date and time, we'll let you know what it is for the live stream. So on the last episode of the Doc Washburn Show, I told you about finding a video of a guy in Chicago saying he wants to start killing white people, especially Joe Biden and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I told you about alerting the FBI on Twitter and hoping they would do something about this guy. Okay, now, so here's how this works. And the FBI actually explained this to me a while back. I know, I know, I know, I know. <clears throat> FBI sold out to the deep state, needs to be dismantled. I know, I know, I know. I say it all the time, but... Here is how it works. If somebody does something outrageous and criminal on social media and people tag the FBI, say on Twitter, the people at the FBI who get paid to monitor social media see, hey, we got tagged on something. Let's take a look at this. And one would hope they would check it out. At least that's a theory. At least that's what I was told sometime back that's how it works. That's what they're supposed to do. So as I do this podcast in the middle of the night, Saturday morning, the 24th of September, 2022, 
It's been over four and a half days since Raphael Rodin posted his threats against Biden, DeSantis, and white folks in general. Over 48 hours since a lot of us on Twitter alerted the FBI, and there's no sign whatsoever that they took it seriously. So, a few hours ago, I decided, well, may as well tag the Secret Service. Maybe we can get their attention. Now, just in case you're wondering, okay, what what exactly are you talking about here, Doc? For some reason, in case you didn't hear the last episode, I'll play it for you again. Here is Raphael Rodin of Chicago, first of all, establishing his racist bona fides. Got to be killing some white folk. And then, uh, how about uh, Biden? How about uh, DeSantis? You can't make this kind of foolishness up. It's just one of the weirdest things I think I've ever heard. But here he is. So let me get this straight. Every other month we get in some police body cam footage of an getting shot in his bed or shot getting out of his car. I just read an article about some white gang that done killed two niggas in a prison. Uh, ran white men killing black women that they meet on Craigslist and shit. You know, dating apps. Just getting away with it. Now, the overwhelming majority, overwhelming majority of black murder victims were killed by people who look like them, but that doesn't bother Raphael Rodin. He's upset he wants to start killing some white folk because a few white folk have killed a few black folk. The, you know, over 95% of black folk who have been murdered by other black folk, that he, he couldn't care less about that. Okay? So he may as well be, you know, in charge of Black Lives Matter chapter. Anyway, here's more. When do we change things? When do we start killing white people? Because that's what they're doing to us. <laughs> When when do we do an eye for an eye? Because it was it was more nuanced with the like rapist thing. Because people was like, well, we don't have people are victims of this system. These white people don't got no excuse. When do we start killing these crackers? I don't need to know you did some crazy racist. I'm a microaggression. I'm willing to end your life at this point in my life. And again, I think this bears repeating because it's been said before. How are the people who are doing the wrong investigating murders like a police investigation of white supremacist murders of black people in jail aren't going to go very far? They might. Did you do this? No, I didn't do this. He said he didn't do it. <laughs> like, like what? Like what are we? Like when are we gonna accept that they keep doing that? Well, y'all not gonna like this, but I would kill the president. Like he deserves it. Like that's the that's the head white supremacist in charge. <laughs> like if I gotta catch a body, I'm trying to catch a body. Like it's gotta be an important racist. Who else? Like, who's a really evil white person that's got power 
a Ron DeSantis. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to catch a body. Now, of course, I don't have the means. And nine times out of ten, I might be thwarted by Simone Sanders or other members of the Secret Service. But the reasoning is sound. Let's set a precedent. This white supremacist I'm willing to die for it. Willing to be jailed for it. I'm tired. So, a guy that's willing to go to jail for it should go to jail for it. And libs of TikTok, Twitter profile, they tagged the FBI on it before I even saw it a little bit later. A lot of us tagged the FBI. So finally, I tagged FBI Chicago. I'm like, hey, guys, this, this guy's right in your hometown. Easy to find. I mean, I found uh, his Google reviews of restaurants and places of interest in the greater Chicagoland area. If I can do that, FBI can find out exactly where the guy lives. They can take care of him. But it seemed like if they had done that, then we would get what we always get, which is an announcement from the U.S. attorney of that part of the country saying, hey, 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 we had to arrest this guy now. Doggone it. And here is why. You know what I'm saying? But nothing, nothing. So that's the problem, isn't it? And it makes you wonder why they're not taking this seriously. You know what I'm saying? And here's the irony. This is the first guy who's ever occupied the Oval Office, and I'm not even calling him president. I mean, I have no respect for this guy whatsoever. But if some idiot is threatening to kill him, then, you know, this guy needs to be in prison for the rest of his life, by the way, for the rest of his life. Just, just lock the door, throw away the key. You know, what happened to all these people saying country over party? Huh? I'll give you another example. I couldn't stand Barack Obama, anything he stood for. I thought he was horrible. People say Barack Obama was the worst president in the history of the country. I'd be like, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. Either him or Woodrow Wilson. Uh, I, you, you might be right. But what do you know about Woodrow Wilson? So could be. But now I'm like Biden for sure. Biden for sure. He's worse than Obama. He's worse than Woodrow Wilson. But anyway, I remember when Barack Obama was president and there was some Palestinian imam lived in the West Bank over there, uh, Israel, right? And he threatened Barack Obama's life. He said, you know, I want to kill this guy, something like that, or he should be killed or whatever. And I'm like, hey, 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 hey. You don't get away with that. I went on my, uh, my radio talk show And I said, hey, Barack, you know, you ought to launch a cruise missile at this guy. Just take him out. 
You know? So, it's troubling to me that the FBI is not taking this seriously at all because they could have gotten him by now, and I don't understand. I don't get it. Right? Raphael Rodin of Chicago, for all my listeners in Illinois, says he wants to kill Joe Biden and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, says he's willing to die for it, willing to go to jail for it, and the FBI can't be bothered with showing up at his place to take him out of circulation. Now, odds are, he's not going to be able to do anything to Biden But, on the other hand, he could easily be the next maniac to mow down a Christmas parade in Wisconsin right over the state line or one in the Chicago area, you know, know, like, like happened in Waukesha, Wisconsin last year, the guy who was on the FBI's radar. So if this guy does something like that and it turns out he was already on the radar. Will the FBI just be like, oops, my bad, coach? Because these people that kill a bunch of people, it seems like they're always on the FBI's radar. So what's up? U.S. Attorney for um, Northern Illinois. See, Illinois is divided into uh, three sections. U.S. Attorney for Northern Illinois is a guy named John R. Losh, Jr. And I hope I'm not mispronouncing his name. L-A-U-S-C-H. This is interesting. So he was sworn in November of 2017. So this is a guy that Biden did not get rid of. Okay. He's a guy that should be announcing with FBI agents right there with him, the special agent in charge of the Chicago FBI office, right? Hey, this guy threatened um, Biden and DeSantis, and we have arrested him, and here are the charges. What he should be doing? I don't understand why not for the life of me. I do not understand why not. Now, maybe this next part is related and maybe it's not. I'll let you help me figure this out, okay? Did you hear what Biden said Friday when he was in front of a little crowd of people? Never can get a big crowd for Biden. But anyway, check it out. But guess what? We got a lot to do. You gotta say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. This woman helped me get an awful lot done. So, I mean, somebody said on Twitter, at what point are people going to start taking Joe Biden's daughter's diary seriously. 
about him taking showers with her when she was a little girl and, and other things I can't get into because it's just too gross. That's gross enough, right? Tucker Carlson had an interesting take on this. And that ties back into what I was talking about, this uh, guy threatening Biden. Tucker Carlson had an interesting take on this. He got, as he often does, sidetracked and went off about some relationship he had with a 12-year-old girl. Watch this. You guys say hi to me. <laughs> we go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway... hilarious we get back a long way she was 12 i was 30 anyway what what was joe biden talking about who is he talking about what exactly was he describing it sounded like a late life confession we don't know actually for once the white house is not clarifying what joe biden said they're just walking away slowly and the new york times is never going to get to the bottom of it obviously not just because they're democratic partisans which they are but because like everybody else they don't take joe biden very seriously when he whoa 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 Right there. Just like everybody else, they don't take Joe Biden seriously. Does that include the FBI? I mean, I realize the Secret Service's job is to protect leaders of this country, but the FBI, their job also is to arrest people threatening the occupant of the Oval Office. Is that part of the problem? Biden is so far gone, they're not taking him seriously. I'm just saying. But because, like everybody else, they don't take Joe Biden very seriously when he talks. Whatever Biden's other talents may be, shelling for credit card companies or having Michael Jackson-level plastic surgery or showering with his daughter, he has a lot of trouble talking. He's not good at that. He rambles. He doesn't finish his thoughts, such as they are. He makes bizarre, unexclaimed claims, like the one you just heard. Joe Biden, again, whatever you say about him, is not an articulate man. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? I don't know. I just wonder if that's part of the problem. That the FBI just doesn't take him seriously. I don't know, man. That's uh, that's a tough one. And even though I believe... that Biden and his handlers are intentionally trying to bring this country to our knees. Still, still, if a guy threatened to kill him, then, then that guy needs to be in prison for the rest of his life. Speaking of bringing this country to our knees... Uh, the other day, White House economic advisor Jared Bernstein was on Fox, I think, with Cavuto in the afternoon. I get these clips. I don't watch Cavuto, but anyway. And he said this. Is government fiscal policy contributing to inflation, say, this year? And the answer, based on uh, over a trillion dollars of deficit reduction, is no. Never forget, with con artists... They never give up the con. Never give up the con. 
Now, we've got some updates coming up. January 6th, Ray Epps updates. FBI whistleblower updates. Um, we are just, we've just barely scratched the surface. Um, Democrat political activists offering to pay social media influencers to lie about Trump on social media. Oh, yeah, 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 it's, it's been confirmed. It's been confirmed. A lot of stuff still to talk about on the Doc Washburn Show. Thank you again to our advertisers. They're our friends, and they keep us going. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there. And there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501 503-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. 
Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Thank you again to our advertisers, Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones Financial Advisors and Mitch Ward at Red River Your Way, big old car dealership in the middle of the USA. We really, really appreciate you guys for making it possible for us to do what we do five times a week. Now, there is a, uh, there's a guy on TikTok. Now, TikTok is a platform that I try to avoid because the Chinese own it and, you know, they threaten to get your, um, no, threaten that they can have your private info because they own it. But anyway, American Greatness has this little article here. TikTok lawyer says left-wing nonprofit offered him $400 to post propaganda about Trump and January 6th. And this is an Atlanta-based attorney named Preston Moore. And when I first saw it, I thought, this is probably true, but I don't have any way of verifying it. But thankful to Deborah Hine over at American Greatness, who did verify it for us. So this is, uh, this is legit. About uh, two minutes and 20 seconds long. Here you go. I was just offered $400 to make an anti-Donald Trump propaganda post related to the January 6th investigation. That is completely not true. I should start out this video by saying I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, so that should give a little bit of context to where I'm coming from. I'm an attorney. I post legal news and analysis on related topics. Okay, here we go with the story. So first thing first, I get an email from somebody with the Good Info Foundation. We'll talk about them a little more in a minute. I'm going to refer to this person as Jane. Jane sent me a message letting me know she represented the Good Info Foundation. Foundation and that she was willing to offer a paid collaboration to discuss some topics related to January 6th. I said, sure, why not? I'll learn some more. Jane says the Good Info Foundation will give me $400 to make a post on my page and then share it to Instagram. So you see that blue link? All right, here, we're going to follow it. These are the specific requirements in order to obtain that $400 of how I should refer to the January 6th capital raid. Number one, I must call this a criminal conspiracy. Number two, I must say Trump Republicans were responsible. Number three, I must frame it as an attack on my country, an attack on America or Americans, a criminal conspiracy and a committed crime. I must attribute the matter to MAGA Republicans. I must make clear that this was ongoing and unresolved and most importantly, that I must channel all of this unto the manipulation of voter agency so that I could turn their anger around this event into defiance that would make people more likely to vote in midterms. And the thing that struck me the most was this part, where I was told to talk about the aspects of the Trump campaign's plan. And I was supposed to say that the Trump campaign paid literally millions of dollars to make January 6th happen. So I figured, you know, maybe I missed something. So I said, hey, Jane, what is the basis for the claim that the Trump campaign itself paid millions of dollars to make the January 6th siege of the Capitol happen? Jane doesn't answer the question. 
Hi Preston, if you don't want to state that in the video, it's fine. You don't have to use all the bullet points provided. So I kept going. Sure, I'm just wondering if there's support for that client. Jane doesn't answer again. Let me know if you are interested and the rate works for you. Thanks so much. I'm not interested and the rate doesn't work for me. This is the Good Info Foundation. They boast on their homepage that good information is the lifeblood of a democracy. How about them apples? That's messed up, man. So America Greatness says Good Information Foundation is the nonprofit arm of Good Information Incorporated, which is funded by, you guessed it, left-wing billionaires George Soros and Reid Hoffman, among others. The Public Benefit Corporation launched in October 2021 to combat disinformation online. 501c3. Proclaims on its website that good information is the lifeblood of democracy and that it wants to increase the flow of good factual information online to counter and rebut the spread of misinformation and disinformation. Now, the guy whose voice you just heard, Preston Moore, who practices law at the Beasley Allen Law Firm in Atlanta, focuses mostly on legal news and personal stories on his TikTok account, which is called Trial by Preston, which has over 93,000 followers. So this is a real problem here. So I'm wondering if they're breaking some kind of law. Preston Moore later told Breitbart it became really clear that they wanted me to use the most graphic images possible. They wanted me to use fear to mani manipulate people into voting blue or into voting not Trump. And when they're giving examples of the things they wanted me to, to say, don't say Trump and his allies, say Trump Republicans. It became clear, really clear that this was about putting out information to impact the midterm elections. The CEO and founder of Good Information Incorporated, according to Axios, is former Democrat strategist Tara McGowan, who previously ran something called Acronym, another left-wing nonprofit. Acronym invested in for-profit companies to build media and technology solutions for progressive causes and ran a $100 million digital campaign to defeat former Trump, former President Trump in the 2020 election. Now, Acronym itself faced a complaint from the Federal Election Commission last year that alleged it wasn't transparent enough about its involvement with Courier Newsroom, a Democrat-aligned network of local media websites. It just goes on and on. Oh, oh, former Obama White House Communications Director Dan Pfeiffer is a member of Good Info Incorporated's advisory committee. It just goes on and on and on. Now, here's the thing that's going to shock you. American Greatness reached out to the Good Information Foundation for comment, but no response. What a shock. What a shock. No response. A lot of stuff going on. Um, so the other day, we had the brouhaha about the Martha's Vineyard, right? And the place is full of Airbnbs and hotels and stuff. 
Barack and Michelle have a lot of extra bedrooms in their mansion there on the uh, on the seacoast. But uh, here's what uh, we heard from Martha's Vineyard residents. What are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move somewhere else. Right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. Um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. So she just lied, straight up lied. Um, yeah, tell that to Del Rio, Texas. Tell that to all these little towns along the Texas border that are overrun with more people than even live in the town. Know what I'm saying? It's pitiful. It's pitiful. All right, Jim Jordan recently said release the affidavits. Did you hear about this? You know, President Trump and the feds are going back and forth about the whole thing with special master, the whole thing with the fact that uh, Trump says he declassified Stuff they're saying is still classified. The fact that they're saying 100 documents were uh, labeled classified. So why'd you take 11,000? Know, why'd you take articles of clothing? You know, just one thing after another. So Jim Jordan's like, okay, so wait. So why can't we see... The affidavit, right? You know how crazy these Democrats are? They think that Trump would want to sell top-secret national security stuff to our enemies. You know? They always... They always... accuse you of doing stuff they're doing. Right? Like Biden is hot and heavy to get this deal with Iran done so we can give them billions of dollars and they can build a nuke. Well, see, that that would be bad for our national security. I'm here to tell you, that'd be really bad for our national security. He doesn't care. I mean, how many more years does he have left anyway, right? Anyway. Here's Jim Jordan. You mentioned in your opening statement we could be spending our time on improving our nation's security. Yes, we could, and we have tried to do that for now almost two years. We have a border that is no longer a border. We'd love to talk about it. We'd love to talk about the fact that we went from, from safe streets to record crime in every major urban area and tried to figure out how we can help those situations, but you guys won't do it. I, I think I speak for every Republican member on the Judiciary Committee, probably every Republican member in Congress. We would love to focus on those issues. But you won't do it. You talked about the FBI. We shouldn't be disparaging the FBI. I agree. The vast, vast, vast majority of the Americans, I think your quote was Americans doing their job at the FBI. I agree with that. They're good people. In fact, we know of 14 of them who've come to our office as whistleblowers and talked about the political nature that, that overwhelms the Washington field office and the FBI. 
That's our concern. The FBI lied to the FISA court. The FBI altered evidence to the FISA court. That's not Republicans on the Judiciary Committee saying that. That's Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General. And they did so so they can spy on President Trump's campaign. They even had a woman pose as someone else, use the name Azra Turk to bump into one of the people who worked on the Trump campaign. You know what they call that? Spying. They did it. The Comey memos, he leaked them to get a special. Okay, we can go, we don't, we don't, I don't want to go through all the history, but, but it's worth, I think it is worth just pointing to that. That's what happened at the FBI, and now we have this, the issue in front of us, why this resolution of inquiry is so necessary. Last month, the FBI took the unprecedented step of raiding the home of a former president of the United States. Never happened in American history. And I would point out, not just the former president, but the likely presidential candidate for the Republican Party to run against the very Justice Department the Biden administration had go raid his home. The raid on the president's residence represents a shocking, shocking escalation of Biden administration's weaponization of law enforcement resources against its political opponents. The American people deserve transparency and accountability, and that's why this ROI is necessary. Not some heavily redacted affidavit. We want to know the truth. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's a shame that this Jeff McCarthy guy out of California is lined up to be Speaker of the House because... Somebody like Jim Jordan should be, you know? Somebody like Jim Jordan should be, or Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, there are a number of people. Louis Gohmert, there are a number of people. Now, the Claremont Institute is breaking news about what is being taught to our children K through 12, who are going to school on military bases. And this is called Claremont Institute exposes grooming future revolutionaries in military K through 12. And this is horrendous. Here are some considerations for elementary students, specifically for you elementary teachers. You can talk about LGBTQ plus things in elementary school, um, and, and it's actually the ideal time. So kids as young as four years old are already starting to develop a stable understanding of their gender identity. And he said to me, Ms. Berard, I'm just tired of always feeling I'm because I'm a young white male. I've done something wrong. Wow. Now she's on a Zoom call. She's a white teacher on a Zoom call with her black supervisor. Talk about a little boy saying, Miss Burdum, just getting tired of always feeling like because I'm a young white male, I've done something wrong. And the black supervisor gets this big grin on her face saying, wow, like, all right. That's fantastic. That's what we want. We want to frustrate little children because we're racist. Wow. Like, oh, yes, it's working. It's child abuse, and they should be in jail. I said it, and I mean it. It's child abuse. They should be in jail, but there's more. Wow. And I, I didn't know how to respond to that. Isn't that- I thought- 
just being that safe, safe adult and trusted adult. Um, if you think you're going to accidentally, you might accidentally out a student, uh, make sure you practice, practice with a friend or a colleague or be honest with the student. I'm really glad you shared your pronouns with me. I'm afraid I'm going to say something in front of a caregiver. I have created a professional development lesson for teachers to implement global citizenship education in a middle school classroom. We want our students to value justice, equality, diversity, and to take action on improving the world around them. Um, I was reading The Me and White Supremacy by Layla Saad this summer, and she talks about white silence. And I realized that the um, damage I was doing by my white silence. It's one of those deals, you know, intersectionality. Training people that, you know, everybody's racist. But not everybody is racist. It's a lie. It's a lie. Um, you know, I was talking a little bit about um, Martha's Vineyard a little bit ago, and they said, no, we, can't, we just can't handle it, you know. And I was saying, hey, uh, Crimea River, you know, go down the border, check that out. There is a, uh, a town in Arizona, Gila Bend, Arizona. It's a small town, but it's overrun by a lot more people than actually live there. Here's an example. And getting an open and free press into these locked down facilities is one of the rare issues facing this administration where they are really hearing it from members of both parties. Neil. That's uh, Peter Ducey talking to Neil Cavuto on Fox. All right. Thank you, Peter. Peter Ducey. Uh, they're really hearing it from Mayor Chris Riggs as well. The uh, Gila Bend, Arizona mayor was kind enough to join us right now. In fact, Mayor, you've declared a state of emergency uh, in your town. How bad is this getting? Well, effective tonight uh, at our council meeting, the uh, uh, emergency order will become uh, uh, official. It uh, After yesterday's drop, it really showed that we do not have the resources to handle uh, all these people being dropped in on us by border patrol, that we need help. And I have requested multiple times for information, for assistance. I'm not getting it. So the only other alternative I have is to declare an emergency and really try to force people's hands to provide me with the resources I need for what the federal government's doing to us. We do know, uh, Mayor, that some administration officials are making their way down to the border, but you say it's got to be big people. It's got to be even the president himself. Have you heard anything back from the White House on that? No, nothing at all. I, I don't really hear from any of the administration. I know that they talk with the mayors of uh, Mesa and Phoenix, but as far as the border mayors, um, I haven't heard anything from them, so I doubt any of the others have either. No, but you'll hear from uh, White House Press Secretary. You'll hear from Kamala Harris, both saying, well, the border is secure. The border is secure. Amazing. We got more stuff coming up about the uh, the F FBI whistleblowers. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of stuff still to uh, to talk about here on the Doc Washburn show. 
as we continue. First, though, I just want to say thank you once again to our advertisers, our friends who make it possible for us to do what we do here five times a week. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Thanks again, Dr. J.R. Crabtree and his wife, Dr. Tanya Crabtree, our friends, our advertisers, Our doctors, they have done so much to help me and my wife and so many other people that we know. TurnMyPowerOn.com Okay, so the other day, Leslie Stahl, 60 Minutes, had the president of Iran on, okay, and asked him if he believes that the uh, Holocaust actually happened. Did you hear about this? Do you believe the Holocaust happened? That six million Jews were slaughtered? Look, historical events should be investigated by researchers and historians. Wait. There's no need to investigate. It's an established fact. It's been investigated now for lo these many years. You idiot. But here's more. There are some signs that it happened. If so, they should allow it to be investigated and researched. Some signs? Allow it? What an idiot. So you're not sure. I'm getting that. You're not sure. What about Israel's right to exist? Oh. Oh, no pushback. Oh, so you're not sure. Okay, well, let me ask you about Israel. No pushback. You know, she's enabling this guy. She's giving him a platform. Why am I not surprised? What about Israel's right to exist? Playing patty cake with him. You see, the people of Palestine are the reality. This is the right of the people of Palestine who are forced to leave their houses and motherland. 
The Americans are supporting this false regime there to take root and be established there. Just lie, lie, lie. That's it. And let me tell you something about this. This was not something I edited. This was the exact clip that 60 Minutes put on Twitter, right? So the bit about the pro-Palestinian thing and no pushback about Israel has a right to exist, none of that, that's on CBS News. That's on 60 Minutes. Why do you think they felt compelled to do that? I mean, we rarely talk about Israel and the jihadists who want to push them all into the sea on the Doc Washburn show. But if it's in the news, it's in the news. And when I tell you that 60 Minutes and Leslie Stahl gave this maniac in Iran a platform for his propaganda. What does it tell you? No pushback. This is the clip they wanted on Twitter to represent what they did on television. I'm just saying. You know, and they say Republicans are anti-Semites. If that's not anti-Semitism, I don't know what is. You know? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right. Um, I don't know if you noticed, there's been a lot of uh, celebration recently at the White House. They're pretending the economy is just on fire. Everything is doing going great. I don't know if you noticed, but um, Wall Street continued to fall Friday the 23rd. Um, It's the lowest it's been since 2020, and I don't think there's any uh, end in sight. But they continue. To act like, oh, no, no, we're creating jobs. Everything's fine. There's hardly any inflation. Month to month, it's all good. Idiots. I'll tell you one thing. Um, when you've lost Good Morning America on ABC, that should tell you something. Good Morning America is basically mostly happy talk. You know, they're mostly an alternate universe. I remember a few years ago, they had a 11-year-old drag queen on there. Called himself Desmond is Amazing. And Michael Strahan, former NFL football player, just clapping like a trained seal. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's great. They'll say anything, do anything for money. So when Good Morning America says, hey, inflation didn't go anywhere, uh, 
Uh, they might be onto something. Inflation isn't going anywhere, and the average American family, according to Moody's, is now spending $460 more every single month in order to deal with these price increases. And you're seeing it in inescapable areas, like grocery prices, up 13.5%. Shelter costs, those include rent prices, up 6.2% from a year ago. And medical care services, up 5.6% from a year ago. Wages aren't keeping up. The Federal Reserve is doing everything in its power to aggressively fight inflation. But what this really underscores is how hard that is to do when it's deeply embedded in the economy. Yeah. They don't usually talk about much hard news, I don't think. Why, why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? And why is Jake Tapper over at CNN asking the mayor of New York City something he would never ask the mayor of El Paso. So more than 11,000 asylum seekers have passed through New York shelter system since May, including roughly 2,500 bust to New York from Texas. You have warned that New York is, quote, nearing its breaking point, And you've talked about maybe bringing cruise ships to temporarily shelter these migrants. What help do you need from President Biden and the federal government right now that you aren't already getting? And how much longer can New York continue without more resources? sources. Well, uh, we should be clear that this is, uh, as I stated, a humanitarian crisis created by human hands. And it, it, is, it is an all-hands-on-deck moment where we're all supposed to come together and coordinate. Coordination during a crisis is something that we must do together. And that's the federal government. That, are, that is also uh, the governor of the state of Texas, as well as the governor, governor of the state of Florida. Uh, we should not be... Uh, really treating other cities and municipalities in the manner that we're witnessing now. And so we need uh, resources for housing, resources to make sure that we can properly give people the medical care, all of the basic necessities that you would give new arrivals that enter a city. I wonder why Jake Tapper's not interested in asking uh, mayors along the U.S.-Mexico border, stuff like that. Why, uh... uh, Bill Clinton back in the news. Bill Clinton's still lying. Could Biden break the historical pattern of the, you know, midterms going bad? Absolutely. But we could hold both these houses. But, but we have to say the right things. And we have to note the Republicans always close well. Why? Because they find some new way to scare the living daylights out of swing voters. That's what Biden's trying to do, you knucklehead. About something. That's what they did in 2021, where they made critical race theory sound worse than smallpox. And it wasn't being taught in any public schools in America. I told you he's still lying. I told you he's still lying. And he knows it's a lie. But they didn't care. They just scare people. And at the end, the break point in American politics is much not much different than it was in the 90s. That is, you still have to get those people. It's just that there's so many fewer. Because as the parties have gone more ideological and clear and somehow psychically intolerant, they pull fewer, the more and more of people for the extremes. But there's still some people hanging on there who are really trying to think. 
and trying to understand what's going on. What a knucklehead. So, believing in the Constitution is extremist ideology to, uh, to Bill Clinton. I played a lot of stuff the other day from Scott Pelley's interview with Joe Biden on 60 Minutes. But it looks like I may have left one out inadvertently. Scott Pelley be clowning himself, asking about Hunter. What a joke this guy is sometimes, you know? I mean, anyway, um, it went something like this. And his son Hunter has been a lightning rod for suspicion. Hunter Biden's former addiction to crack cocaine led to a life he describes as nonstop depravity. Former UK Daily Mail has has new evidence. He's former? No, I don't think so. He has also acknowledged a federal investigation into his taxes. Congress investigated Hunter Biden's job with a Ukrainian company at the time that his father ran Ukrainian policy in the Obama administration. A Republican investigation, however, uncovered no wrongdoing. There's no way that's true. By then Vice President Biden. Mr. President, if you run again, Republicans are most likely to go after your son, Hunter, once again. Oh, no. Republicans are most likely to go after your son, Hunter. How will you carry on? No question about the millions he made out of China. Huh? No. None of that. No question about him lying on his federal form to buy a gun about not being a drug abuser. Nah. No question about Hunter emailing his dad. Dad, Haley says she's not going to bring the kids over anymore because she's upset that I walk around uh, naked smoking crack. No, none of that. What kind of adult male, by the way, emails his dad something like that as if it's a normal thing for a guy to talk to his dad about? Nothing. No, no. This is all cover provided by CBS News for the deep state, for the Biden regime. And I wonder what you would like to say about your son. Oh, hold his hand, Scott. And whether any of his troubles have caused conflicts for you or for the United States. And I'll just take your word for it. Because we're both on the same team. I love my son, number one. He fought an addiction problem. He overcame it. He wrote. No, he didn't. About it. And no, there's not a single thing that I've observed at all from that would affect me or the United States relative to my son Hunter. Republican investigations are likely to resume if Mr. Biden loses either the House or the Senate. And history shows that presidents usually lose seats in Congress in a midterm election. Scott Pelley sounds worried. You know, 
Scott Pelley sounds worried. And that ought to tell you something. Uh, Miranda Devine was on with Maria Bartiromo recently. Boy, this is something right here. You know, she makes the point that the deal with Hunter is, well, it's not really about Hunter. It's about Joe. I mean, they are inextricably linked. Because liberals on social media will keep on saying, well, Hunter Biden is not in any kind of elected office. Let me know when he runs for something. Totally missing the point. You know, you, you're the vice president of the United States, and you take your son on Air Force Two to China to make hundreds of millions of dollars, and uh, that's not about the big guy? That's not about Joe? Why, well, I, I think it is about Joe. But um, people have a tendency to um, downplay bad stuff from political folks that they like. Have you ever noticed that? Anyway, so Maria Bartiromo with uh, the great Miranda Devine, New York Post. ...and Fox News contributor Miranda Devine. Miranda, before we went to break, you were talking about all of the evidence that the FBI had of Hunter Biden's influence peddling from a five-hour interview with Tony Bobulinski, who was Hunter's business partner, to the laptop that they had. They didn't do anything with it. What's the evidence that Joe Biden knew all about this? I've been saying this is a Joe Biden story, not a Hunter Biden story, because Joe Biden was what they were peddling. Uh, time with the then-sitting vice president. Yes, you're absolutely right there, Maria. This is a Joe Biden story, otherwise it wouldn't be interesting. Uh, basically, I think there are three simple narratives here. Uh, first of all, Joe Biden knew um, what was going on. He lied to the American people when he said he knew nothing about his son Hunter's overseas business dealings. He was intimately involved in, in them. He uh, introduced Hunter to people who would pay millions of dollars to the family. And uh, he met with um, a, at least more than a dozen of Hunter's overseas business partners. Uh, he was definitely involved and knowledgeable. He was also cut into 10% for the big guy. We know from one email and from Tony Bobulinski's evidence. And we also know that Hunter complained bitterly about having to pay his father. So the second simple narrative is that Joe Biden did, uh, there is some evidence on the laptop that he benefited financially from Hunter Biden's business dealings. Yeah. And thirdly is the big cover up from the FBI, the DOJ, big tech and the Democratic Party and the rest of the media. Well, it's a great point because, uh, you know, we understand the FBI called Facebook and said, you know, censor this information. This is something we should all agree on. Why would the media do that? Why would the media censor information like that? 
Uh, look, because obviously there's uh, some section of the media that is carrying water for Joe Biden and particularly the Democratic Party and, and also because they saw Donald Trump as an existential threat. That's so they felt that they were doing something that was morally right. Miranda, thank you. Thank you so much, Miranda. I wonder how many people in federal law enforcement think they're doing something morally right because you've got all these um, whistleblowers coming out of the woodwork. And I got to tell you, um, my buddy Dan Bongino actually had an FBI whistleblower on with him. And this is just remarkable. I'm going to play you about a four-minute video clip that they put on social media, but you can get the whole thing, the whole interview, on Dan Bongino's page on Rumble. Just subscribe to Dan Bongino on Rumble, and it's free. But I want to give you a taste of it because this is remarkable that Dan Bongino was able to get this guy to come on with him. And I wonder if part of it is because Dan is former law enforcement, not just NYPD, but, uh, you know, even Secret Service, you know? So guys like this FBI whistleblower trust him. Anyway, this is about four minutes long. The Mar-a-Lago raid's been of particular interest to me. Of course. Um, it's unprecedented. I mean, literally without precedent, we've never done this before. Um, regardless of anyone's personal politics, there have been paperwork disputes about this in the past. Yep. I'm not asking you to comment on the politics at all. But when FBI agents, specifically Christopher Ray and the management staff, that unquestionably are briefed in a high-profile case like this, do you think it even occurs to them that they're partaking in an act that's so overtly political and has a chance to change the politics of the United States moving forward for the negative? In other words, you think they're saying to them that Merrick Garland and DOJ, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea, or is it just we're going to be loyal little soldiers here and do what you tell us to do? I... I don't want to speculate on anyone else's motivation. Sure. I know what I look I at, right? Um, I've got friends that I don't, I don't speak to after that. I assume they were part of it. It's like, I don't know what happened, but you guys forgot to throw the BS flag on that. You asked me to go raid uh, President Obama's house. You asked me to go raid President Bush's house. It's not happening. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, it's not happening. I'm not doing that. And I'm going to probably be pretty vocal. That's probably going to be my last day. It's not going to happen. So we had a lot of people that said yes. And I think that so much compliance got done. We talked uh, briefly. Here's, here's what I'll kind of share as my last kind of concern. Every single FBI agent has to go to the Holocaust Museum for a full day um, when we're in the academy. And they have a special program. I don't know if you've ever been to it, but it's well worth your time. If you're a law enforcement officer, you should definitely go. Go through the Holocaust Museum and see the piece they do for law enforcement specific. It's a walking tour. It's uh, looking through the lens of how did this atrocity take place? And the only way it takes place is minor government officials are on board and local law enforcement and state law enforcement and federal law enforcement has to say yes. Because if anybody refuses to get with the program, it doesn't happen. And the answer, I'm just following orders, the Nuremberg piece, it doesn't, 
it, it doesn't fly. We know better. Like that's the whole point of history. We're supposed to be able to see that. That's why every agent has to go to that, that day. We're supposed to know that if they ask you to do something that's illegal, immoral, or unethical, following orders is not an excuse. It's not an excuse for me. You can't tell me to go get a vaccine that I'm not gonna go get. It goes against my moral principles. I'm not doing it. You can do whatever comes next. You can ask me to do a search warrant that's not right. I'm not gonna go do it because it fundamentally changes the fabric of this country. It's, it changes the game. It puts people in play in the political you know, arena that shouldn't be. Law enforcement shouldn't be in the political arena, number one, I think we can all agree on that. I think most Americans would stand behind that of all, of all political inklings. And the second piece is, is we don't go after our former leaders and we don't go after the opposition leader. That's banana republic stuff, everyone said it. I know you've said it too. It gets me heated to a level that I can't stand. And it's one of the reasons why when you made your appeal, on your radio show or you might have done on your podcast. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like America is in jeopardy. I, I agree. And I don't want my children to grow up in a world where that's the barrel they're looking down. I don't want my daughter to have to show up and take a pregnancy test every month because it's really disruptive, but we've already, already taken the COVID test every week, so why wouldn't it be a pregnancy test? I don't want my son to have to take STD tests because he was out with a weekend and sometimes guys meet girls. I don't think that's reasonable. I won't go down that line because I can see a straight path to it. And I think everybody that's honest that goes through that museum and looks at all the, you know, the, all the shoes that still smell like the people that were wearing them, you know, and there's thousands of them in there. It's, it changes your perspective on the entire world, on how law enforcement has a absolute responsibility to refuse things that are wrong. And they, we can't do it. We can't do it and have America survive the way that we grew up. And I don't want to be part of it. So. No, you're right. I mean, I said today on the show, and I guess we can leave it here, that even the President of the United States doesn't have the power to take your life or take your freedom. GS-1811 FBI agents, Secret Service agents, DEA, they do. And there's, there's the rub. There's the problem. You want to hear the rest of the interview, you go to uh, Dan Bongino's page on Rumble, and he's got the rest of it right there. That's uh, that's some heavy stuff. It really is. All right. Now, having said that, I think it's probably about time to say, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by Red River Your Way. Red River. Big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom, to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice online. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. So now, um, Red River Your Way. Brings you the tweet of the day. And the tweet of the day is one of those uh, man-on-the-street things where a young man is asking young adults, now not, not teenagers, he's actually asking young adults some very simple questions. And it's outrageous that they don't know the answers. The first question is, what country is the Queen of England 
from? And it goes something like this. From originally. Um, I definitely don't know. No, give me, give me your best guess. I guess a country. Mm. What is a country again? Do you know what country the Panama Canal is from? Originally. Wait, did you catch? The first girl said, what is a country again? Okay. Listen, what, what country is the Panama Canal in? Um, I definitely don't know. No, give me, give me your best guess. I guess a country. Mm. What is a country again? Do you know what country the Panama Canal is in? No. If you had to guess, like, what do you think it sounds like it's in? It's a country. Europe. Yes. Do you know how many moons the Earth has? Around how many, if you had to guess? Do you know what time this is? He shows this one kid a picture of a clock. Okay. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, uh, 2.45. Yes. Do you know what country the Great Wall of China is in? Country? Yeah. If you had to guess. Japanese? Yes. Do you know what the third month of each year is? Ain't that leap year or something? Yeah. Do you know what 15% of 100 is? Around what it is, if you had to guess. Probably like 75. I don't know. Yes. Can you name all the months? September, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Yes. Do you know what 7 plus 7 plus 7 is? 28. No, 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 I'm bugging. Um, 14 plus 7. I don't know. What do we call a, a shape with five sides? Is it an octagon? Wait, that's 6. That's 8. Octagon is 8. Is it a stop sign? Well, you know, we have a saying here in the South. Oh, bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. <coughs> Pardon me. Sorry, I just, uh, I got all choked up there. Um, Yeah, I guess, I guess we do need to play. We do need to play a little bit more here. John Solomon, justthenews.com, was on with uh, Sean of Fox News Friday night, and Sean asked John Solomon if involvement with Chinese business concerns is widespread in the Biden family, okay? Yeah, James Biden and uh, Hunter Biden are uh, principals in the company doing the work. You can see them in the law bills, attending the meetings where they're trying to find these deals with China. And then Joe Biden, uh, Hunter Biden writes a, an email to his colleague after he opens up the office for this new company and says, make sure my mother and my father and my uncle, so James Biden, the first lady, the president, get keys to the office. They're directly connected to this company, so much so that they have a key. Uh, James Comer says he has a whistleblower, one of the business associates involved in this deal who says that Joe Biden was a silent partner in this effort. Now, John Solomon mentions James Comer there. 
James Comer is a United States representative, Republican from Kentucky, just so you know. So uh, Sean next asks him, what is the FBI doing about this whole investigation? What is the FBI doing about Hunter's laptop? Well, think about uh, in four months in pursuing President Trump, they went from negotiation to the grand jury subpoena to raid. In four years, there's not been any accountability in the Hunter Biden case. That investigation is now four years old, started in 2018. And even though we have emails, we've published emails showing that Hunter Biden knew he hadn't paid his taxes. Hunter Biden was doing this lobbying and trying to gain influence in Washington. Not a single ounce of accountability yet. That's what frustrates uh, Americans. They see a dual system when they compare these two cases yep it is pretty frustrating isn't it no question about it all right having said all that you've been listening to episode 245 of the all-new doc washburn show the views and opinions expressed on the doc washburn show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers but they love us and we love them today's program has been produced by tim terrible directed by mick messy this has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X. And that's the way it is, Saturday, September 24th, 2022.